everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of this podcast in 2018. 2017 has come to a close, and this was a really terrific year for film, in my opinion. There were definitely some disappointing movies that I will talk about in another episode of this show, but on the whole, I thought that this year had some genuinely breathtaking pictures. And so before we get into my top 10 favorites of the year, I had four honorable mentions that I just wanted to briefly touch on, and those are Get Out, the Jordan Peele directorial debut, one of the best horror movies of the year, Split, this is the first great movie from M. Night Shyamalan in quite some time, a bit of a return to form for him. Wonder, which I reviewed a few weeks ago here on the show, and if you listen to that episode, you know that I loved that movie. And finally, Thor Ragnarok, one of the stronger MCU movies, in my opinion, in recent memory. I loved all of these movies, but they just missed my top 10 favorites of the year. And so with those out of the way, let's go ahead and get into my favorite films of 2017. And remember, grades are out here. It's not about what I gave it in a review earlier on. These are my favorite movies. These are the movies that I can picture myself watching the most for years to come. And so with that being said, number 10 on my list is Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. This is an oddly titled film, but it is so well made. This is a small drama featuring some incredible performances from Woody Harrelson and Frances McDormand, and those performances combined with the riveting storytelling and intriguing characters lands three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri at number 10 on my list. Number nine is Coco. Coco might be the most gorgeous movie that Pixar has ever made. Some of the animation in this movie is just as top-notch as you could possibly imagine. And this film tells a really unique story about a boy and his love for music, and I thought it was so beautifully told that it actually had me in tears for the last 15 minutes or so of this picture. This is definitely a return to form for Pixar after a couple of okay movies in The Good Dinosaur and Finding Dory. I think those movies are fine, but nowhere near as good as we have seen Pixar be in the past. But this is definitely a special film that will go down, I think, as one of the best Pixar films of all time. I loved Coco. If you like Pixar movies or really animated movies at all, you definitely need to give this film a watch. Number eight on this list is Wind River. This film was written and directed by Taylor Sheridan, who also wrote Sicario and Hell or High Water, two films that I adore. And this is probably one of the most surprising movies of 2017 for me. I actually missed this uh, while it was in theaters, but finally rented it a few days ago due to a ton of recommendations from friends. And this is definitely a movie you need to check out. It stars Jeremy Renner, who is at his absolute best in this movie. Every time I see Jeremy Renner in a film, I fall into the trap of, oh, there's Hawkeye from the Marvel movies. Oh, there's Hawkeye. And he gets completely lost in his role in this movie in the best possible way. I uh, found it to be an exciting thriller with a compelling mystery and one that will probably be on a lot of folks' top 10 of the year list. If you 
uh, like thrillers, if you like mystery movies, give Wind River a watch. It is an awesome, awesome film. Number seven on my list is Blade Runner 2049. This film was helmed by the great Denis Villeneuve, who is one of my favorite filmmakers working today. I wasn't crazy excited about this movie. I like the first Blade Runner, but I don't love it. But because I love Denis' work, I, of course, gave it a shot and found myself obsessing over this film for weeks after watching this. I think the best sci-fi movies ask questions about us as a society and try to mirror who we are or who we're becoming or where we're going. And this film has a lot of commentary going on under the surface that is very profound and very important for us as humans. And this is also one of the most beautiful films that I think I've ever seen. I, I would assume that this is the favorite going into Oscar season to win Best Cinematography at the Academy Awards. And rightfully so. Every single shot, every single frame is so lovely to look at that even if you don't love the story of Blade Runner 2049, or even if you're not crazy about the Blade Runner universe, you'll still be able to watch this movie and really appreciate it. It's a great film. I do recommend you check it out, and it lands at number seven on my list. My number six favorite movie of the year is The Disaster Artist. I thought this movie was just going to be making fun of The Room, which for those of you who have never heard of it, The Room is a cult classic and widely regarded as the best, worst movie ever made or the Citizen Kane of bad movies. And this film is about Tommy Wiseau and all that he and his best friend Greg went through to make this movie and to follow their dreams and becoming... Hollywood movie stars, and uh, I thought that this movie was going to just be making fun of the film and be making fun of Tommy, but it actually ended up being a truly touching film about friendships and dreams and perseverance when things get hard in life, and so even if you haven't seen The Room, you can still watch The Disaster Artist and have a blast with it. It's hilarious, it's even emotionally gripping at times, and I think everyone should give it a watch. The Disaster Artist comes in at number six for me. Number five on my list is Columbus. I saw this film because I, I came across the trailer by mistake, honestly, on YouTube. And I was like, oh, that looks like a pretty good movie. And then I saw that it was coming to the Speed Cinema at UofL and that the director of the film, Koganada, would be holding a Q&A afterwards. And I knew I had to see this movie, and I couldn't be more happy that I did. This is a, another beautifully shot and edited film featuring a truly mesmerizing score from Hammock, who, it, Hammock is one of my favorite uh, ambient bands uh, right now, and this movie is poetic, it's about relationships, it's about pain and moving on, and it gives us an incredibly touching relationship in the two protagonists of the film. I reviewed this movie a few months ago here on the podcast, so uh, if you want to hear me talk a little more in depth about it, you can go ahead and give that a listen, but I highly recommend you check out Columbus. Uh, it's a really small, independent film, so that alone makes me want to encourage you to support it, but the story that's being told and everything about this film really worked. I think you should definitely give Columbus a watch. 
Coming in at number four for me is Dunkirk. This is the latest from the great Christopher Nolan, who is, in my opinion, also one of the best filmmakers working today. And he gives us one of the best World War II movies ever put to screen in Dunkirk. It's very different from other World War II films. This isn't about one person or one group of guys, but rather it's about the entire situation, the entire battle of Dunkirk. There are a lot of stories that are being told within this movie, but it works because of the great direction and flawless writing of Chris Nolan. The action, the sets, everything about this movie will floor you from start to finish. If you like World War II films or if you like just big, grand, epic movies, definitely watch Dunkirk. It is awesome. Number three on my list is Baby Driver. Seeing this movie for the first time is one of the most fun experiences I've had in a movie theater in a really long time. This movie is so good. The soundtrack is intertwined with the story to the point that it's almost like its own character in the movie. And all of the musical selections are perfect. Edgar Wright continues to knock it out of the park as a writer and director, and Baby Driver is undoubtedly a film that I will be revisiting for a really long time. It's great. Give it a watch. Baby Driver comes in at number three for me. And number two on my list is a ghost story. From the moment I saw the trailer for this film, I knew I was going to love it. A ghost story is an art house drama about loss and grief. Rooney Mara gives what I think is an Oscar-worthy performance as a widow following the death of her husband. And everything about this movie worked so well for me. The script is airtight. The story is so different from any story I've ever seen told in a film. There's a song in this movie by a band called Dark Rooms, and the song is called I Get Overwhelmed, which was actually my number one played song for 2017 on Spotify, so I was clearly quite addicted to it. Uh, It's a great song, and it only further deepened my love for this movie but this film's awesome i did an analysis episode on a ghost story and kind of the message that i think permeates the film i think it's a haunting movie i think it's a movie that has so many profound things to say about life and sorrow and death and what it means to uh what it means to die it's a it's an incredible film, a truly incredible work of art. I highly recommend you check out A Ghost Story. And my number one favorite movie of the year. I am shocked to say this. Going into this movie, I would have never thought it was going to be my favorite of the year. My number one film of 2017 is Logan. I loved this film. It's a comic book movie that doesn't feel like a comic book movie. The best comic book movies transcend the genre, and this one does that perfectly. It's more of a western, really, than it is a superhero movie. Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart both give the best performances of their careers, I think. I'm, I'm trying to think back to a performance that one of them gives that would rival their send-off as Professor X in The Wolverine and Logan, I can't think of anything that comes even close to it, honestly. Maybe even Oscar-worthy these performances are, 
from both of them after sitting on it for almost a year. I think that Logan is my second favorite comic book film of all time, just behind The Dark Knight. I really do think it's that good. This film is definitely deserving of Best Picture. It is a it is as close to a perfect movie as I think we got in 2017. And it is also a film that I will be watching for the rest of my life. It's so good. This is a movie I can't wait to show to my kids, honestly. I love this film. I thought it was so good. And uh, it is definitely my number one of the year. So that is it, guys. My favorite movies of 2017. I had a blast reviewing movies and talking about movies and having conversations with you all through Twitter or in person uh, about movies this year. Stay tuned for lots of content coming in 2018. I really do want to try to take this podcast up a notch and do some things that I just honestly didn't have time to do in 2017, but my schedule is going to be a lot more free, uh, at least in the near future. So I I do think that I'll have a lot more time to uh, work on things and do things that, uh, that I couldn't do before, namely upload on a more consistent basis. I apologize for how inconsistent I've been this year and just kind of posting once every few weeks. I really want to try to kill that this upcoming year. Uh, and have something on a uh, weekly basis. Uh, But guys, really, thank you all so much for making 2017 a great year for me. I cannot thank you enough for listening to this show. It really does blow my mind that there are people who take time out of their days to listen to this podcast and hear out whatever dumb thing I have to say about a movie or whatever at the time. So truly, thank you so much for listening to this show. And until next time, here's to good bourbon, good film in 2018. Peace.